Hello, Andre here. Welcome to another episode of the Daily. This is Tuesday, the thirty-first of March, and we're coming to the end of a crazy month.、Uh, what a month it has been! I think there's enough development and drama in this month alone to make for a really eventful and dramatic year. And so you know, even this time where things are unpredictable, we're not sure where things are heading.、Uh, we stand resolute in the hope and、uh, promise that we have in God that indeed He is able to make all things work together for our good. And so we reaffirm, you know, our belief in that promise even as we begin our day today. Well, a few、uh, weeks ago,、uh, I was hanging out with Axel, and I'm sure all of you know Axel. Axel is our youth director. Creative head,、uh, overall architect behind all things beautiful in our church, and so we're hanging out. And、uh, you know, X and I, we go way back. You know, we've been friends since we were thirteen years old, and we met because we were in the same CCA. We were in the boys' brigade together, and so we were talking that night about、uh, some of the most formative and developing kind of. De- Like highly developing kind of、uh, seasons in our lives, and we both、uh, zone in on our time、uh, in the boys' brigade. We were in the in that CCA for four years, and、uh, you know that CCA has been so great in terms of forming certain values that we still hold on today. Things like excellence,、uh, precision, you know,、uh, honor, respect, and discipline. And these are values that were really important for us to learn at that age. And amazingly, you know, we still hold on and still live out and still have like a high、uh, appreciation for these values today. So we're talking about how you know in the future we want our own kids to be part of a uniform group that is so incredibly formative. And、uh, yes, you know,、uh, boys brigade is a real uniform group. I like to stress that it is very challenging. You know, we are just as good as the NCC boys, and that's that. Well, Boys Brigade.、Uh, if you're familiar with the CCA, you would have seen the Boys Brigade emblem, and it's actually an anchor. And the motto of the Boys Brigade is、uh, "Sure and Steadfast." Now we get、uh, the motto and the emblem from a verse in Hebrews chapter six, and this is the text I'd like to read、uh, with us、uh, this morning, even as we begin our day. Hebrews chapter six, read from verse thirteen,、It、says this in God's word: When God made His promise to Abraham. Since there was no one greater for him to swear by, he swore by himself, saying, "I will surely bless you, and give you many descendants." And so, after waiting patiently, Abraham received what was promised. Verse sixteen: People swear by someone greater than themselves, and the oath confirms what is said and puts an end to all argument, because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of His purpose. In another translation, it says, "The immutability of His counsel." Very clear to the heirs of what was promised, he confirmed it with an oath. God did this so that by two unchangeable things, in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled to take hold of the hope set before us may be greatly encouraged. Verse nineteen: We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. In some translations, sure and steadfast. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain, where our forerunner Jesus has entered on our behalf. He has become a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. This is God's word. Now, the author of Hebrews was writing to people who were facing 
hardship and persecution because of the Christian faith. Now, a few were tempted to abandon Christ and return to Judaism, and the writer was urging them to persevere by putting their focus on the superiority of Jesus Christ and the salvation that he has provided. And the writer was really trying to instill in them this biblical hope that was not just a positive or cheerful disposition, wishful thinking, but a steady, steadfast attitude of joy based on the promises of God who cannot lie. And now he uses a metaphor here that is only used once uh, in the Bible. And it's the metaphor of an anchor. We have this hope as an anchor for our souls. It's so beautiful, right? This picture, but this anchor, something that keeps uh, the boat steady, something that keeps it uh, fixed in position when the winds and the waves seeks to take the boat out further and further into sea, the anchor keeps the boat weighted down sure and steadfast. But in this picture, this anchor is not something that goes down into the ocean, but this anchor has actually gone up into the heavens behind the veil where Jesus has entered the text as a forerunner for us. He has become our high priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. Now, a couple of observations I want to make from uh, this text. In verse 13, it says, this, When God made his promise to Abraham, since there was no one greater for him to swear by, he swore by himself. Think about that. God, in his promise to Abraham, stakes his own reputation on the line, as if to say, if I do not bless you, if I do not multiply you, you have every, you have every reason to question my validity as God. It's amazing. And, and verse 15 says this, And so after waiting, Patiently, Abraham received what was promised. And I love that. Uh, the writer of Hebrews tells us that, that Abraham had to wait patiently before receiving what was promised. You know, I love that we serve a God who answers our prayers. And I remember moments in time where I pray a prayer to God, seeking his help, seeking his guidance, seeking his provision. And then God answers that prayer uh, you know, I, I would pray for uh, divine wisdom and counsel and God would speak to me in that moment, uh, be it through a text or be it through uh, a phone call from a trusted friend or be it through uh, just an impression in my heart. And I would feel this sense of assurance and faith rise up in me and it, it will give me courage to face a new day and also courage to pray and seek and turn to God in times of need. But I'm sure many of you would relate that there are times where we pray prayers, we seek God, we ask for His wisdom, His counsel, His provision, His intervention, and it almost feels like nothing is happening. And so we sit there, you know, we wonder whether our prayers were effective, we wonder whether we have adopted the right spiritual posture, we wonder whether God is upset with us, whether He's angry, whether we've done anything wrong, or whether there's any sin that we need to repent of, all that kind of stuff. I'm sure many of you have sunk into a similar pattern before. But I've noticed in my life, you know, in those seasons as I pray uh, these prayers and I tarry and I wait patiently on God, I, I try my best to stay to, to stay true to cause, to not deviate, to fix my eyes of God in these times. And as I keep on pressing in and God answers the prayer, you know, I would have that same feeling, right, of faith, of courage emerging in my heart. But I, I believe that there's something that comes with uh, this posture of waiting. 
And as and Bill Johnson puts it so well, you know, he says this that answered prayers brings about faith, but delayed answers to prayer brings about faith with character. And in many times, you know, in those moments where it feels almost like my prayers are not being answered immediately, I take heart and I take it as an opportunity that God is building something far deeper in my soul. Uh, that, that, that I, I, I can't even begin to even comprehend. He's building character. He's building this internal fortitude and resilience in my heart, in my soul. And so I take these moments and treasure them when God chooses in His sovereignty to delay the provision of answers and resources. I take it as an opportunity for me to be built up in character. Now let's go down to the text I really want to get to, even though that was a good segue. Verse 19, it says, is, We have this hope as an anchor for the soul that's firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain, where our forerunner, Jesus, has entered on our behalf. He has become a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. See, our hope, and this hope that the writer of Hebrews is describing, isn't a hope that is built on you know, the outcome of a pros and cons list. But this hope, this anchor that he's describing, that is sure and steadfast, firm and secure, is really built on the resurrection, that Jesus is not just a historical figure that once lived. He isn't just a concept. He isn't just a good teacher that lived and then was killed. But Jesus is risen, he's alive, and he's entered into the inner sanctuary behind the curtain and has become a high priest forever. Now, the Spirit of God isn't just in us for the purpose of goosebumps or feels but it's given for dead things to be raised to life. The Bible tells us that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, the same spirit that enabled the resurrection now lives in you and me. And our salvation, that experience or what some call regeneration, is literally dead being brought to life. We were dead in our sin, dead in our trespasses, and now we are brought to life in Christ through His Spirit. So when the world has descended into chaos, we have a hope that is an anchor for our soul that keeps us grounded in a vision and a reality that transcends our finite comprehension. And this vision is one where all things are made new, whole, brimming with life. And it's because we have this hope as an anchor for our soul. We can look at all that is going around us the chaos, the uncertainty, the unpredictability, the shakings, and believe with our whole heart that all things can be made new, dead things can be made to life because the resurrection, Jesus testifies that that is possible in him through his spirit. Now that is hope. That is what we have as believers. That is what and who we are to be people who are so convicted and compelled by this vision of hope. And this is such a unique opportunity for us, right? In the middle of all of this, we can exude and express hope to all who are around us. And wouldn't this be a sight to behold that the Christians are so compelled with this vision of hope, not shaken by the things around us, not torn and pulled aside by the opinions of people around us. And for others to go, hey, what 
possesses you that you would think that way that you are not shaken by the things that are around us that are so convincing and we can go hey we have a hope that is built not on the precepts and the ideas and the ingenuity of man but we have a hope that is built on a story that has begun that finds its root at the dawn of creation where the lamb of god was slain for the sins of the world but he did not lay slain and dead but he rose again in glorious light and victorious power and that resurrection speaks to all the things that we see around us that they can be brought to life once again this is hope and so let's take a moment and let's just take that all in that in spite of all that we see and face today there is hope there is a reason to hope because Christ lives he is risen and he lives in you and me so let's take a moment let's take that oil and let that all sit in just picture you know even that that truth as a uh, water being absorbed into your very soul let that truth seep into the marrow of your bones let it possess you let it take hold of you let's spend a moment doing that shall we i'd like to invite you wherever you're at just close your eyes close your eyes right now and uh, i hope you're not driving i hope that you're not doing something that requires uh, your attention but uh, if you would you know I, i'll invite you in this moment to just pause take a moment and let that all seep into your soul the truth of God's hope the reality of his resurrection being made known and real to you even in this moment just close your eyes and sit still and put your feet flat on the ground and feel the stability of the floor that's beneath your feet even as the world is spinning around you even as there's so much noise so much uncertainty and so much is going on be present in this moment be grounded in hope be anchored in hope that the hope of of God's resurrection the hope that you and I have is more certain is more sure is more steadfast is more firm than even the ground that we are standing on that is the hope that we have Let's take a moment to let it all seep in. Beautiful. Let me pray for you this morning. Father, we thank you for the hope that we have in your son Jesus. That Jesus bore the cross for our sake he took on our sin the penalty of our sin he took it all in he bore the cross and was killed for our sake but god in your grace and mercy through your spirit christ was raised from the dead and this hope that we have in your son's resurrection is not just a hope that we think about It's not just a hope that we speak about, but it is a hope that we have living in our very beings. So God, we ask for this hope to manifest beyond just an internal reality 
and govern and guard our hearts and our minds even this time. They will stand firm and secure, not just in our know-how, not just in skills, not just in how well-educated we are or how much we have acquired and accumulated in life. We stand firmly planted in this hope that we have in you, Jesus. We pray, lead us, guide us in your grace, in your mercy, in your kindness. We love you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of The Daily. We hope that this has been so beneficial for you and it's been nourishing to your soul. We'll see you in the next episode. Have a great day at work. Grace and peace. God bless. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to The Daily Podcast. We will have fresh new episodes out for you every weekday. If you like what you're hearing and want to check us out, uh, you can look us up on our website, www.thecity.sg. Or check us out on our various social media platforms. We'll see you at the next episode. Peace.